That is the coolest hat I've ever seen. Pierce is wearing a hat that simply says Pierce. Where'd you get that? Uh, I bought it. One of my friends uh, at Gaylord just <laughs> sent me a link. And then Boom. he was just like, you got to have this. And I agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into the show. It is a Tuesday, Phil, edition of the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Josh uh, will join us here in moments. That's Pierce on Plank. I took yesterday as a – well, I literally found out that I could have done 10 to noon on the show yesterday. So that was a wee uh, – a tad bit frustrating. A tad bit. Um, but I did a really cool event. I love these types of things. I think I brought it up. Uh, on Friday on the show, maybe Thursday, but whenever I had either just graduated from college or was entering my senior year, I did a weekend camp. It was a broadcaster's camp. You know, a lot of cool people, they do camps that are sports camps. No, not me. This nerd was doing a broadcaster's camp. And it and it was real. I learned a lot. It changed me, uh, Pierce. It changed me. And so this wasn't necessarily a camp. But it was an opportunity to talk with a lot of young and up-and-coming broadcasters. There was a lot – it was really – you know, it's kind of funny. You do think – Evangel University up in Springfield, Missouri, really, really neat place. Uh, my buddy Philip Dowden is there. He's – everyone is – I relate people's roles to those who have them in Norman. It's like Philip is what Kenny Mossman <laughs> – was he was the director of external operations and they invited me down uh invited me up and over i guess is what it would be but yeah it's fun it was fun and it and it made me feel so much more blessed for the setup that we have in norman because and, and it's not a knock on evangel but you there was a lot of schools that had people there like pittsburgh state missouri southern um Gosh, even some schools I'd never heard of before, and like their conversations. They, so we had that one one becoming a, the talent was the first one, and then there was choosing your broadcast team, and it was maximizing a one camera shoot. And I'm like, gosh, one camera shoot? We do that maybe like twice a year. So it was just I, I, I was very much I felt rich. Is kind of I'm usually one of the poorest. I felt very, very rich. How'd the show? How'd the show go yesterday from out of the trails, Josh? Was it a good, good time? Good morning. It was. It was great. Yeah, had fun hanging out with Connor and Pierce, and oh, did Pierce come out with you? Well, no. Oh, but okay. Got hanging out in the literal air. sense. Okay, okay, okay. I got Alan and the crew are awesome. Isn't he great? Obviously, Meals on Wheels of Norman is a great organization. So, no, we had fun, man. How, how did it go for you? It was good. It was good. A little bit of it. I, I talked a lot. Talked a lot. Um, Art Haynes. By the way, I didn't give a proper shout out. I think Springfield Mike. Uh, in fact, Art and I were talking about Mike. Mike. Mike went down and made the trip with those guys whenever they came for the uh, NIT game. And we were talking a lot about Springfield Mike and Art and I kind of go back a little bit, not not too terribly much, but it was really fun, man. I I thoroughly enjoy talking about this biz we call radio. So it ended up being a Josh. It ended up first of all before I get too carried away here. I just want to make this very clear. I've done a one eighty on some conference things that I want to talk about, and number two, and by a one eighty, I mean I think we're done. I think it's over. I think this is it. Uh, which I'll get to in a bit. 
I'm excited about media days, Big 12 media days. Do they get underway tomorrow? Tomorrow? Yes, no? that sounds right. Okay. Who we have going down is – I would imagine that – you're going down, so Pierce is going down, Parker's going down. Um, I assume that Tyler's going down. Probably, Okay, yeah. so we got a good little three-headed monster. Tyler, if that's untrue, just – when you walk in here, go, you don't know what you're talking about, Plank. That's all I need. <laughs> but no, uh, so we're gonna have we're gonna have wall to wall coverage from Big Twelve Media Day. And and, and I, I don't know what to make quickly on the Deshaun Watson case. I, I don't know where these leaks are coming from. I don't know if they're real or not, but it is um it's kind of hard to make sense of the latest wave of news involving Deshaun Watson. So that's all coming up. Uh, I talked to Jason LaConfora on that last night. I'll share it with you guys coming up in hour number two. But, no, uh, real quick for, for me, just to, to be very greedy and make this about about me. So I get, I get to take the road trip on Sunday up to Springfield. I don't know the last time that I drove solo – for me, that was on the path towards St. Louis. That's I don't know if I've taken that roadie since maybe my college days solo. So it's kind of nice. I, I had never stopped at that exit for the downstream casino. Have you ever taken that exit in Joplin? No. I, I, I always have wanted to, and I kind of had to go to the bathroom. So I took that stop, and I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And it, it literally, when you drive down I-44 – and you, you think, oh my gosh, that place is massive. Yeah, really, not, not so much. There's a little bit of fool's gold going on there. I don't know how they did it, but I feel like I've been passing that place for 20 years, and I always thought that place is like that casino on the Dallas where you're going down. No, no, they no. got you. They got me. They got me. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. It was it was a cool trip. I got up there on Sunday. I did the show on Sunday night. Got up early, had the had the event on Monday, then raced home to do the Jason Smith show last night with Arnie Spanier. Yeah, I heard you two on, and I I thought, wait a second. Yeah, how dare I miss my local show only to do a national show? No, no, show. that's that's not what, what I thought. I I would have been that way. It's like, what a punk, man! He can't do our show, and he's out doing Fox. Get out of here! I'd be if I was Casey and Brian Vineyard, I'd probably fire me today if I was them. But no, I just thought, wait a wait a tick. It's not Sunday. <laughs> Bro, it's it's gonna throw me off all day. I think about this, and by the way, just a quick little aside. I have been a week ahead of myself every every day in July. I don't know if it's because I have so much going on in the back half of this month, but literally, I tried. I was on Sunday, on Sunday, Josh. This past Sunday, I literally woke up and thought, "Where's the where's the MLB draft at?" Why, why isn't that on yet? What's going on? And then I pulled my phone. I'm like, oh, it's 17. On Saturday morning, on Saturday morning, I woke up getting ready to go to the Brent Venables deal, the the women's camp, and I'm like, oh, that's that's next weekend. There was something else a couple days ago that I was. I'm just. I've been a week ahead of myself all month long. Well, that's good. You, I, so you won't miss anything. Then, that's right. Then you add into it, Josh. I do my. Typical Sunday time slot on a Monday? Oh, my mind is blown right now. 
But just because I mentioned that I wanted to give you guys a little, little update on me, I get home only to find out that my beloved baby eight-year-old girl, Gwyneth Violet Plank, has broken her arm. Oh, no. So it's been, it's been a little dramatic since I got back. Uh, this was also because I'm the worst when it comes to personal organization, which is reaching out to – I have two lifelines. I have Perry and Luann. Perry's my first cold phone call where it's like, Perry, Perry the sales guy, who's our, who's our the orthopedic doctor? And then I reach out to Luann. I'm like, Luann, do I still have that insurance that we – I'm just a terrible person. So, y'all, if you couldn't give a little 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 uh, prayer up, T&P – to Gwen, she's handling it like a pro. It's funny if, if a broken wrist can be funny because yesterday was the first day that she had done a, a boot camp. I, and boot camp is unfair. At Washington, the home of the Mighty Warriors, they do summer workouts for the kids. And my, my 13-year-old bro, Emma, is all in right now. She's doing great. I'm so proud of her. She's in great shape. So yesterday <laughs> was the first day for the Utes. And in true playing fashion, literally she broke her arm running a sprint. I, I don't I don't know how, but she was running a sprint and she tumbled and it was game over, man. Game over. She was trying to hit the afterburners and- she did. And then she realized that her DNA does not allow her to have afterburners. <laughs> Huh. So yeah, so planks it's been a little. Planks have that in common with the helmet. That's right. We don't have any speed. How so? In general, that was my weekend in a five-minute nutshell. How was yours? Because I didn't get to talk to you yesterday, and I only bugged you whenever we were talking about guests for the future of the store and storylines that we wanted to get into. But you have a good weekend. It was good, man. Yeah, it, it was good. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I don't think. Trying to think, what did I do this weekend? Now? Yeah, it's Tuesday now. I'm asking you like it's a Monday show. It's like, bro, that's long gone. I've completely moved on. It's a, it's a fun week in general for this show. Just, just to be very clear, because, uh, as we mentioned, Wednesday and Thursday we get complete coverage of the Big Twelve media days, and from my understanding, the schedule you just had pulled up, there's gonna be a lot that's going on during this program, right? Baylor gets us kicked off, then Kansas, then West Virginia tomorrow when we're on the air. And then when we're on the air Thursday, we're literally gonna get to kick our feet up and listening and listen in to, to B V, right? I mean, they're when we're on the air, we're gonna be able to bring you their press conference live right here on the Plank Show. So it's it's a really fun couple of days. Then on Thursday night, Josh, I am I, I think it's this Thursday. Remember, keep in mind, I've been a week ahead of myself. Uh so it could be next Thursday. I don't know. But I'm supposed to take part in a Trey Young meet and greet that's taking place at I don't know if I can say where yet. I don't know how open it is. I'm hoping to get more information. But I'm supposed to be hanging out with Trey Young, so he may be coming on the show. Very cool. My man Big J Okerson is in town. I've reached out to everyone to try to get Big J on. We'll see if that happens. Make sure the delay is working. And then, of course, we have the, the Brent Venables camps this weekend with the, with the ladies camp. So there's, there's a lot of fun going on in this show. And as always, we love to hear from you. There's the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. You can pick up the phone and hit us up on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405 405- Three two nine nine thousand. If you know what you want to talk about before we dive into it, and as always, hour one is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. You can call them 
at 405-735-1167. We will pay um, – we will spin the topic wheel. And where will it land? Will it land on OU football recruiting news? Will it land on Big 12 Media Day previews? Or – Will it, will it land on Deshaun Watson or the future of the SEC? We'll all find out together next right here on The Ref. I, I have a question, Josh. Please, please do share. What? Hey, see, I think you've set me up here. You have the TVs on first take. It, so you, it wasn't so me So you know I'm going to get – I tried to hide the remote from you, and I don't even know. I think I hit – I did a good job of hiding the remote, remote from myself. I wasn't even in studio yesterday. I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, you weren't. Okay, that's right. You were on remote. Never mind. <laughs> I'm in the clear. It wasn't me. <laughs> so, they find a, a Luka Doncic interview that I won't lie to you. I, I haven't seen anywhere. Like literally, it. I, I, I wonder if they search. For, are you going to media days, Tyler? No. Okay, so Tyler won't be there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but their debate is: Will Luka Doncic win multiple titles with the Mavericks? I'm thinking to myself, you know, I I get it. Conference realignment might be getting a little bit old to some people, but I mean, this is I. This is why it makes me angry, Josh, because I look at this and I'm a diehard sports fan. I love sports. I consume sports content when I'm not doing a sports show. This is not what I want in my sports life. I don't care. And I'm and I'm like the Mavs. I've got nothing against them. But I mean, literally, it's July twelfth, and you're trying to generate some sort of conversation about Luca and whether or not he's gonna win multiple titles in Dallas. Who who comes do people that are not sports fans produce these shows? Is that what's going on here? Because I don't get it. I think it's gotta be. It's gotta be, man. So let's let's hit this SEC stuff. Does that sound good to you? Are we okay to dive into it? Yes, via Saturday down south. That's right. Um, and Matt Hayes, who is pretty good writer, pretty pretty well sourced dude. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this broke yesterday afternoon. And as I have told you guys many many times, you know my stance when it comes to a report that comes from somebody that you're not too terribly familiar with. Now, I'll defend Matt Hayes because Matt Hayes has been covering college football, gosh, I want to say since the 90s. He was at Sporting News for a while, Real, really tight end reporter. So I don't need 86 conf- confirmations of the confirmation, which is typically typically where you see these these types of stories go. I can confirm the report, and this is my confirmation of the confirmation. Matt Hayes reported that SEC sources claim to want to end conference expansion after the addition of Oklahoma and Texas. An unnamed SEC athletic director told Saturday Down South that, quote, we're positioned at 16 teams for a robust future. The need just isn't there. Hayes also consulted another SEC source that expressed the conference's disposition towards other Power Five conferences expanding. And I quote, I don't see any expansion move as threatening to us. When asked if Notre Dame to the Big Ten 
would be a threatening move. The SEC source said, why? I'll put our product versus anyone's product. So we're going to just add schools to add schools? There's no value in that. So we have, I guess you could say in in our world, Josh Helmer, we've been wondering if the chase is to 20, right? That's kind of been a magical number. And we create these scenarios where Clemson and Miami and Virginia and North Carolina and all. I mean, it went as far as we went back and found an interview with the, well, I don't want to say found, but the North Carolina former president had an interview that he did on a Raleigh radio station that kind of started making the rounds based on they, they were interested in, or the SEC was interested in them whenever the Oklahoma-Texas Pac-12 thing was going on a decade ago. So I started piecing some things together, and I came to this realization. If Notre Dame decides to join the Big Ten or the SEC or the ACC, great. Good. The Probably the Big Ten would want to add one more team just for balance, for numbers, or yeah, I, I want, what is the ACC? Doesn't the ACC already have like 16 teams in it? So maybe they need to add one more for balance. Uh, I'm, I, it's 14. I'm being a little bit facetious here. But <laughs> you don't have to go dig. I just, every so often, I'll see a team that's in the S- ACC and I'm like, huh, completely forgotten about that. But my point more than anything else, Josh, I, th- I think we're done. I think we're done for a while. And I'm going to tell you something else. I think there's a seat at the table for everyone. Let me explain. Swerve your car, but Plank's Plank's drunk. He's drinking this morning. What are you, they're going to have a two. The Big Ten and the SEC are going to get together, and they're going to create their own super playoff, and nobody else is going to be invited. I don't think that's what the SEC wants. I don't think that's what the Big Ten wants. I think. I do think that there is a few people in this conversation that stop and say, I think we're okay. We, we, we can continue to thrive as a conference and in college sports without needing to get to 20 teams to add for the sake of adding. How long is their contract with ESPN that they just signed that kicks in in 2024? It's like a 10-year deal, right? And there's escalators in there, and I'm sure there's different things. I mean, everyone that's like, oh, we're going to get to 10 teams. They're going to – our 20 teams. It's going to happen. I mean, listen, I'm not here to – but I'm, I was part of that group. We did a segment. Hey, if the if the SEC is going to 20, who's the four teams you want? Big Ten's going to 20, who's the four teams that you want? I just – I think we're good. And here's why. The play – there – do you know what the playoff plan is? This has been one of my favorite questions, and I think you and I did this. You know what the playoff plan is after 2025, right? There isn't one. The contract ends in 2025, and as we sit here on July 12th, there is no plan beyond 2025. Why? Because the magical, mystical, bonded by a blood oath alliance made sure that they got together and stopped it. So I think... I don't think there is this kind of Thanos-like feel that the SEC wants to crush everyone because 
they blocked the 12-team playoff, or at least paused it. I think we're eventually going to get to 12. I would not be surprised if we got to 16. Not teams in a conference, teams in a playoff. And here's what's going to be fascinating to it. How many auto bids do you give to conferences? If it's 12, here's my plan. You have four auto bids to the four highest-ranked conferences. Not, not Not the four power conferences. You just open it up. The four conferences that have the top four highest-ranked teams, champions. So let's say the MAC has a year where – give me a MAC team. Why am I blinking? Akron opens up its season and beats Alabama and then rolls undefeated. Well, if they stay in the top ten and they're ranked all year long and there's seven SECs, then they've got a seat at the table. If it, I, I just I think this is me. I think we completely dissolve this idea of power five conferences. We know there's two. And is it a little bit unfair with the amount of money they're making against everyone else? You bet it is. But welcome to the new age. And I think in that the Pac twelve can survive. I think in that the Big Twelve can thrive. And you always know that you'll have a seat at the table. Now the funny debates would be, let's say it's, it is 16, and maybe you do expand then that to the top five of, of, of conferences and their champions and the highest rated there. Then I can't wait for those debates that we'll have about, well, who's the 14th and 15th team that deserves it, right, and the fight that we have. I don't, am, I, am I crazy? Because I understand that everyone wants bangers every single week. You want the big-time matchups. You're going to get them. But – you know, that debate then will become, gosh, uh, let's just let's use Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, for example. Oklahoma played a killer schedule this year. They finished the year 10-2. and two. Would they be viewed more worthy than an 11-1 and one team that lost in the conference championship game in the Pac-12? I mean, or, or, or how would the Big Ten? And I just, I think it would set up for some really fun and challenging debates, but it also keeps everyone in the game. I think scheduling-wise, it's so much easier with 16. What was one of our gripes about the SEC over the past however many years? It's, I mean, A&M and Georgia have played once. Yeah, sure. Alabama, Georgia, they've seen each other outside of the SEC championship game, you know, once, twice in a decade. So, to me, logistically, from that standpoint, it's so much better the way you can set this up. And the same thing for the Big Ten, too, though that's probably going to anger some Iowa and Nebraska fans who get potted in with USC and UCLA. Scheduling-wise, it's so much easier to set it up to where you have three other teams in your pod, play those, and then you rotate through the other ten teams each year. Uh, Every other year, you – play everybody and then once every four years you host everybody sure you start getting to 18 to 20 and all of a sudden you either are only playing a big 10 sec schedule in order to keep up that regularity where you're seeing everyone or you're not seeing everybody on a regular basis which to me kind of defeats the purpose of 
being in a conference. Then all of a sudden it is the National Football League Junior. So then on the 12 or 16 for the playoffs, do you like my idea or no? I like – I'm good either way. 12, 16, whichever number. Yeah, I'm not caught up on that number, just to be clear. Quite frankly, I'd be all right with five (laughs) or eight, rather. The eight would be good, and then the five power, five conference well, champions. But see, I don't think three we, at large. I don't think we'll view them as power five anymore. I don't think you can. I think the, that'll be a big bargaining chip for the Pac-12, for the Big 12, and the ACC. But, we want automatic no, entry. But, but here's the thing. The SEC's not going to do that. The Big Ten might not do that now. That's that's where your problem then lies. Okay, if you're going to stay in the in this mindset of, oh, no, 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 let's, let's, let's keep it at uh, – talk expansion to, to five I don't think you can have automatic qualifiers I think if you go to eight I don't think you can have automatic qualifiers you might be able to say two right the two best league maybe the big 10 and the SEC get an automatic qualification and then you debate about six others just just that's been the big hang-up with the with the SEC all along it's like why would we want to do a 12 team playoff with five automatic qualifiers uh, for conference champions when we might have five teams that are infinitely better than any of those conference champions. So I don't think that's going to be something. But if you just get it down to four, you're like, okay, hold on here. Let's let's change the way we're thinking about Power Five. Because Power Five to me is still a relatively new term in college sports. And it's it's BS now anyway, right? Change the way you think about it. Just make it the battle for the four best. You know the SEC and Big Ten are always going to have a representation there. Maybe the ACC. Maybe Notre Dame. Maybe Notre Dame. I just I, – I really – and it values – it continues that value on the regular season because only four teams are going to get automatically in. But by God, you better make sure you're playing a banger of a schedule. And you better make sure that you're playing non-conference games that aren't Wofford. This is what happens when you have a four-and-a-half-hour drive, Josh, and you turn the radio off. I literally have a, a, a schematic notepad in my car if you want me to get into it. But, I don't know, 405-651-3439. Am I crazy whenever I sit here and say things like, I think conference expansion is over? No, I, I don't think you're nuts at all, at least until there's oh. some sort of clarity on exactly what we're diving into here, which is, Okay, what does the college football playoff picture look what like? What does Notre Dame want, right, too? Right, the, the college football playoff for inclusion and who's going to be a part of it, and then is Notre Dame truly – I feel like everyone kind of knows what Notre Dame is going to do. I think that's why you've seen this big pause that's taken place. Yeah, they don't want to join. <laughs> they, they don't want to join. They never have. And depending upon what a new deal with NBC looks like, they can probably make that work and – not be missing out on too much is, financially from the Big Ten or SEC. Is our air conditioning out in here? I don't know. Are you like I sweating am bullets? Roasting in here right now. I feel warm in here as well. I think this is a TJ Perry thing. I think he comes in in the morning and it's kind of nice and pleasant outside, and they crank the AC off because literally I may spontaneously combust in here during the commercial break. <laughs> All right, four zero five six five one three four three nine. We'll hit the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line throughout the show. I guess my point is, if it's 12, it's, if it's 16 that they move to with the playoffs, I think that one of the key things will be, okay, what does the automatic entry look like? And then the second part of it is, to me, I don't – because the Big Ten and the SEC could just say, you know, bleep them fools. 
We're tired of messing with the NCAA and having to carry the weight for this and that. We're off to do our own thing. And that could happen. I just don't think it will. I think you would have enough pushback from those in the league that are like, uh, you know, we've got other schools in our state that we we, we want to see still continue to have a, a, a program. I'm not talking charity here, Josh. I'm just saying in general, I think that I think that there's enough room for everyone. I think you risk your own bottom line if you do take that approach as well. Sure. Sure. All right, quick break. Um, we're back with more next. <laughs> All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Right here on the ref. Let me hit a couple of these early texts. You guys are very slow on the Air Comfort Solutions text line today. I give you playoff gold. Playoff gold. We have the SEC staying at 16. You are like, yeah, we're good. I'm going to wait till Teddy comes on and I'm going to tweet. Texted him at 405. Speaking of Teddy, he's tossing out some positive vibes this morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How about this? I'll get it verbatim for you. Go ahead. Oh, you had to scroll it up. I'm like, you're standing there holding your phone up. I'm like, oh, you're scrolling right now. If I get to it before you, Josh, this is an indictment on your age. Because I did see one thing that got uh, retweeted into my timeline about what, Teddy talking about winning a national championship yes. in three years? Yes. He is steadfast on this. OU will win a national championship under at Coach Venables within three years. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a start to a Tuesday, huh? What a start to a Tuesday. I'll take it. Uh, from the 405, we need playoff expansion today, Junior. You know what movie that's from? Today, Junior, uh, it's Adam Sandler something. Billy Madison. That's right. Yeah, um, I agree with Ted. By the way, on a sidebar, I am I'm all in right now on not just what OU is is doing under Brent Venables, but that it's going to be well ahead of what everyone kind of projects it at. And you know, we sat here on what was it, Wednesday of last week, and kind of – I don't want to say anyone was triggered or mad. I mean, we made the case for four or five guys that we thought could have something to say about being on the first team all Big 12. And then, lo and behold, when the Big 12 preseason poll comes out, they're number two. <laughs> so, what does that say? Not a lot of people believe in the personnel, maybe, or one individual. Let me rephrase that. Maybe people don't believe there's going to be a standout rock star at certain positions, but they believe in the totality of the talent that this team has. I mean, how does a team that doesn't have anyone on the first team all-conference squad get picked second in the league? I mean, it just doesn't. I, and Michael Turk, I understand. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to short the punters. Kendall will get mad at me, but I just – Grace Lyons will get mad at me. But usually whenever you're talking about a team that you think can win a conference, you don't look at the punter being the guy that's their all-conference performer. No, you don't. I really think, yes, the the first team non-members for Oklahoma minus Michael Turk, we could look at that. I really think it's the reservation of it being Brent Venable's first year. I do. Mm -hmm. Just judging what you kind of see and hear from the national media. And I don't know if this would apply to – our local voters in this Big 12 preseason poll, but I definitely think there's reservations across the board from the other media members in the Big 12. Ah, it's Brent Venable's first year. Mm -hmm. They're not winning the Big 12. Right. 
Yeah. Just oh. seems to be a con- consistent theme with Oklahoma. Right. I, I, I agree. Can I, I did a deep dive on Baylor la- uh, Sunday night after my show. I, I stayed up until 3.30 a.m. after my show on Sunday night. I don't know what is wrong with me. Um, but I started digging into Baylor. I'm not that impressed. I'm not that impressed. In fact, I don't think I would have them in my top four right now. Whoa. We'll get to it later in the week. I've got a little work to do. But, I mean, they – you can – the OU graduated a lot. But so did Baylor. A lot. Yeah, no, I mean, they're replacing key guys in the Everybody. secondary with Petrie. Receiver, quarterback, and I know you I know you and uh, Pierce are big Blake Shapen believers. I'm not I'm not anti-Blake Shapen. You'll love him when he's at the Raiders. Whenever the Raiders draft him in the second round, suddenly I'm like, look, it was the coaching he got. Suddenly Jeff Grimes has an offense that, oh, no, it'll figure this one out, but somehow Jeff Levy has an offense that everyone's figured out. That's another thing that's angered me, but we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. No, they're, they're replacing a lot. I agree. Yeah. Um, breaking news. You ready for some breaking news in this show? We don't get it very often. Remember how I told you that I think we're done with conference expansion for a while and everyone needs to <laughs> calm down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, Did we just do that last segment? I, I don't know if that happened this morning or not. I can't remember. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've started to rebel against those that are uh, of the mindset that the SEC is going to go out and get Clemson and Miami and blah, blah, blah. And I might have been in that group for a, like a 12 minutes. But then you realize, why would ESPN want to push Clemson towards the SEC when the best deal that they have is the ACC Network deal? Why in the world would ESPN try to risk that deal? Because they want more value of the SEC. Why? What more value do you need from the SEC? What more, how much more money do you need? Breaking news. Utah and the Pac-12 are making an announcement today. That they're sticking together. As USC and UCLA accepted invites to the Big Ten, the college football was rocked to its core, writes Alex Markham. The Trojans and the Bruins will make the move to the Big Ten in 2024. For a brief moment, it looked like the death of a storied conference. After overtures from the Big 12, numerous sources are telling us that the remaining members of the Pac-12 will announce they'll be sticking together. Details are still being ironed out as the conference works on a new television deal with full faith behind new commissioner George Klivkoff. You mean the same commissioner that was the greatest thing since sliced bread and then lost USC and UCLA to the Big Ten? Still, the reality is that it will be a short-term deal, and the conference has a couple of years to figure things out. Does that sound familiar? Because that's kind of how we lived for like 15 years with the Big 12, right? Yes, it sounds very familiar. Um, this story, and again, keep an eye now, because if there's some legitimacy behind this, you'll see it confirmed and reconfirmed and confirmed over and over. Even with this news, a bigger move is still likely in the works. This buys teams like Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Utah time to bet on themselves and make their brand more attractive after the consolidation of conferences is still in its relative infancy. 
for teams like Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. The Big 12 will remain an option. Still, the belief is that Utah would rather stay attached to schools in the Northwest, and it's increasingly looking like the feeling is mutual. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. And really, is the Big 12 going to add Utah if there's not a Colorado with Utah? Probably not, right? Get you to uneven numbers. The Pac-12, do they just stay where they're at? Is there any any interest in bringing in a UNLV and bringing in a Boise State? I think that depends on what happens with their TV negotiations. Right. If they get told, okay, yes, we will toss a little extra coin your way by bringing these two in. Right. Listen, we'd like to have that Vegas market. Um, and UNLV plays in a new stadium. Let's go. Or, you know what might not be bad is – there's nothing great about the Boise market, but the Broncos brand. Maybe we want to get that Boise State brand in there. Let's see what they can do in a power conference. We love a little more blue turf. See, it's funny because the segment to kick off the 10 a.m. show was going to be the story that, that we talked about a little bit yesterday off the air. Uh, Joshua Newman is the University of Utah beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune. And he tweeted this yesterday. He said, I had firm plans to travel to Dallas this week for the Big 12 Media Days with reporting and stories to follow. I got completely talked out of it by sources who should, should absolutely know what's going on realignment-wise. I thought this was telling. Now, and, and again, you can make of that what you want. But whenever, whenever you dive into – Starting to feel things out. Hey, you know, Joe C., I'm thinking about going to ACC media days because I think the future might be the ACC if we did that a couple of years ago. Uh, and or and I say Joe C., or any source might have said, nah, you might not want to do that. That's That's telling. And so you had that, and now – I don't think this says the big the Pac-12 is done for or, or set forever, Josh. I don't think this says suddenly stake your claim the Pac-10 is back. But – at least in whatever this new TV deal looks like for them, it provides some stability. Utah has once again proven they are a hero. I guess so. I can – wait, hold on. I can kiss the pain away. Oh, kiss away the pain. Sorry. <laughs> oh, look, there's the lyrics right in front of me. Yeah, Dope. yeah. You I'm just got to so wait. <sighs> Utah saves the day, man. <laughs> you Utah didn't have a lot of options. I don't – I don't know that Oregon had a lot of options, to be honest with you, Josh. I don't know. I don't know if any of them had a lot of options. Right. I don't know that there's a hero here. There's a villain, though, a couple of them. I, I have to laugh when people are like, well, Oregon's eventually going to be the Big Ten. Would they be there already? I mean, that's just my – no, we're going to wait and see how things go. I mean, okay. I like this. I've been a firm believer that there's a seat at the table for everyone still. And it might not be Power 5 anymore, but I dig it that it looks like the Pac-12 can survive. Again, the breaking news, according to a report from Rivals, the remaining Pac-12 schools are going to announce that they're sticking together. What does it mean? What does it mean? We'll dive into it next. I get to do something very exciting after this show, Josh. Yeah, what's going on? I get to go sit in a doctor's office. Is everything for, okay? Yeah, just the, oh, your, your the daughter's daughter, broken yeah. arm. She's she's reached the point of I don't think it's as painful and kind of the idea of having 
the cast is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not thinking it's pretty cool. <laughs> no, I can't imagine you are. Do you guys want to know what's very expensive? Casts. <laughs> yes, getting the getting the cast. <laughs> so it goes on with a horse and a saddle, which apparently I bought a saddle this week and now a cast. Good times. You can join me 5 to 9 a.m. here on Fox Sports Radio. I'll probably do a night show that night, too. I would imagine that re- removal of said cast isn't necessarily oh free either. I bet that's not. Well, yeah, it's going to be because I'm going to get a saw and do it my dad. <laughs> Dude, you guys, okay, listen, I, I love it when you say something like, man, where are you guys on the Air Comfort Solutions text line and it blows up? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll, I'll hit it right after the top of the hour. We just have a couple of minutes here. You had a chance to dive into this SEC Matt Hayes story because it broke literally about, what, hour two yesterday? Yeah, of the show. hour two. But I, I think the – you know, everyone has their opinions. Like, no, no, this isn't anything good. This is just a, the SEC trying to slow play and creating urgency. I do think that there is a responsibility that they feel, you know, to not only do what's best for their conference, but ma- maintain the excitement in college football, right? To not totally bar 25-some-odd <laughs> yes. schools from, look, are they playing at a competitive disadvantage to begin with? Sure. Yeah. But at least there's still a seat at the table. Yeah, absolutely. You're always going to have a seat at the table, and I'll take my chances. All right, quick break. Um, We'll kick it off with your text next.